Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. Today, we have Miss Volunteer America 2023, Alexa Knudsen, and I'm super excited. I've been waiting for this episode for a while with her being the first one to have a huge pageant. Let's go ahead and bring her into the chat today to talk to Alexa. Hello, how are you? I'm so well. How are you? I'm great. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into it. You're Miss Perfect. Volunteer America. How how does that feel to say that? I mean, I'm about, and you know this, I'm about two months away from giving up my title. And still, it is so surreal to say that I am the inaugural, the first Miss Volunteer America. And really, it's just been such an honor and a blessing. Still feels completely crazy. Okay, so with going to the very first like big pageant of Miss Volunteer America this year, you know, what was that atmosphere like? It's brand new. No one knew what to expect. Right. I mean, the atmosphere, there was definitely just like any other, you know, national pageant, I can assume a lot of high energy, a lot of, um, for lack of a better word, anxiety, but good anxiety, um, just adrenaline. But it definitely bonded, I think, my class of women because we were the first. We definitely went into it almost with um, just really an open mind because nobody had done it before us. And so that energy was really special, really different. And I, again, I just feel so honored that I got to share that experience with the women that I did. I mean, all of them are just phenomenal. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember after you won, there was a big release about your evening gown had been made right. by your mom. Is that, what yeah. is that? And how did y'all come up with your evening gown design? Because it was so unique and so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, so kind of, so a little bit of backstory as far as the reason why my mom even started making my gowns in the first place. So as all of you listeners know, if you are pageant girls or looking into pageantry, pageantry can sometimes be an expensive sport or an expensive hobby. Yeah. And when I got into pageantry, you know, my, my parents, I never went without, I always felt very blessed, always, um, like I had so many opportunities, but the fact of the matter is, is, you know, my parents didn't go to college. My mom's a hairdresser. My father's a police officer. So you know, funds were a little bit tight. And so my mom still wanted me to, you know, chase my dreams and feel like I, you know, felt like I could wear a custom gown, even though we couldn't afford for somebody else to be a custom gown. So my mom, from the beginning of our pageant journey, just always, the first pageant I wore a borrowed gown, but after that, my mom, my mom just started making my evening gowns. And so when nationals came up, I really didn't know what I wanted to wear. I was a little, and we can go into this if you want to, but I was a little apprehensive actually to compete in Miss Volunteer America at first. And so I really, it was just something that I felt like I needed to do, but I was a little nervous. So my parents kind of took the reins. My dad has always wanted me to wear a white evening gown and I've always said no. So I said, okay, okay, I'll wear a white gown. I'll do it. I'll do it at nationals. And our, honestly, our inspiration was like old pageant glam versus like meets old like USA modern like shoulder pads so it was very to me like everything I love about pageantry everything I hope pageantry continues to grow to be so it was just kind of the marriage of all my loves all in one that is truly amazing okay so when you say your parents were kind of like you need to go ahead and do this what really like behind the scenes what's your hesitation I mean it was a new system not right. knowing what to expect like what really just finally gave you that push to just compete for it 
Right. So I, before I got the call about Miss Utah Volunteer, I had decided I wanted to move to Nashville. So I was born and raised in Mapleton, Utah. That's where I grew up. And I had kind of done, you know, the pageant scene in a couple different systems. And I thought that I was just done with pageantry. I was set to move to Nashville. I was going to go work at Vanderbilt um, as a speech pathologist assistant. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm closing that pageant door. And so when I got that call, I was really apprehensive because I would be going to nationals as an appointed queen, which um, wrongfully so I was insecure about. I mean, I felt like I hadn't won a state title and I was just given this opportunity. How would I actually go compete at nationals? And my mom finally just like looked at me and was like, Alexa, like it has to be somebody. So why, why shouldn't it be you? Why couldn't it be you? And you know, Susie on the national board as well as asking some questions. And she was like, look, when God opens one door, it's, it's your opportunity to walk through it. Nobody can force you to do this. And so I just decided to kind of take the leap of faith and have fun with it and just go and kind of celebrate, you know, the ending of a chapter. That is amazing. So, you know, after you had already done your pageant journey, you you know, you had done many different systems. So you were familiar with the pageant scene. You know, you said that you wanted to kind of trail off out of pageantry you know I like you said it one door opens you know another door closes kind of situation but what really made you just want to come back I think it was to prove to myself that I could do it you know and with my exit to pageantry I left feeling a little discouraged you know I'd gotten in every state pageant I'd ever competed in I was in the top five and if it was second runner up and then one time I think third runner up and so I felt like I was so close but never achieving that dream And so I think finally just doing it for myself where I was given this opportunity, regardless if it was what I'd always imagined or not, I just decided to do something for myself because I knew that it would help me grow and it would help me network um, professionally and personally. That is super powerful. And I'm glad that you're saying it just the way you said it because- (laughs) A lot of girls nowadays or women nowadays realize that right. like, at some age they think they're like, oh, I just have to be done. Like I'm moving on. I'm getting a career. Or I'm getting married. And now Miss USA, you can be married and, you know, competing right. in pageants still. So um, I really appreciate you saying that because definitely it is one of those things of doing it for yourself, making sure that, you know, deep down inside, because you're going to have that subconscious thought for the rest of your life of, you know, what if, like, what, what if, if I could have done, done that? that? Yeah, and so with you doing it and you won, were, <laughs> were in that moment, did you know, like you're staying there in the final two, were you like, it's me? Or were you still thinking like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I, I think I did know it was me. I, you know, I look back to my interview and so I, how my group the first year, how it worked is I Um, had interview after the first night of preliminary competition. So I'd already performed my talent. And then I had interviewed Thursday morning. And after that interview, I just had a really, really peaceful, calming feeling um, that it was me. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just felt in my bones and in my soul. Um, But I think in that final two moment, when I was standing there, I felt like it was me. However, I also the logical side of me was like, I think it's, I think it's me. And I, I think this is my, this is why I'm here, but I also have to be slightly prepared if it's not. And I already accept that. And I think the reason why I was so emotional in that moment was it was because of 
all of these feelings where I felt like literally the stars had aligned to me. I was already moving into Nashville. And for those of you who don't know, Miss Volunteer America is actually based in Nashville. So I, before, like literally everything in my life had led to that moment. And so it was almost like my intuition, my feeling that it was me and reality, like coming together. And I feel like in life, some of those moments are far and few between where like they just match up so perfectly. And so I think I was so emotional because it was like so surreal that my intuition and my gut feeling was actually right. I wasn't just getting my hopes up. <laughs> so it was really just so surreal. And in that moment, I was so honored to be standing next to Natalie, um, Miss New Jersey volunteer. She was one of my best friends all week long. She still is one of my dearest friends. And so it was just like, either way, I would have been thrilled. But of course, I was glad it was me. <laughs> Of course, you know, at this moment, you're like, I'm giving it one last try. Like, please, God, like, I will do whatever I got to do. <laughs> like, let this be me. Um, but talking about, you know, with the Volunteer America system, I mean, obviously, everyone out there is very new to it, unless you competed last year, right. or you competed in a state or a local. Um, tell us a little bit about how that national competition work. You know, is there percentages? How does it work? Especially when do you guys have a lottery to pick the ways that you actually compete? Or does it go by alphabetical? How does that work? Right. So something great about Miss Volunteer America actually is we, part of us, Miss Volunteer America organization at its core is that we are always evolving. So things look even a little bit different this year than they did the year I competed. So after I competed, so I did compete with, I, and don't totally quote me on this, everybody, you know, you can fact check me. I think I competed with like a 45% interview score and then the rest was evenly distributed. This year is actually an even 25, 25, 25, 25. So 25 fitness, 25 evening gown, 25 interview, 25 talent. Um, you know, because we always are evolving and we are trying to hone in on trying to find the most well-rounded candidate. And so my, right. I know I'm like, we want well-rounded yes. ladies up in here. And, <laughs> and, and also I think that's so special because I am a girl that I have a great talent. I do. But I believe that there is going to be Miss Volunteer Americas or Miss Utah Volunteers or whatnot, what have you, that their talent isn't their strong suit, but they deserve to be that title holder. Mm -hmm. And so yes. this way it kind of helps, I think, give some take the edge off some contestants and really level the playing field. So that's kind of what that's about. And then as far as like a lottery, again, last year we went alphabetical this year, we did a lottery. So we really are trying to hone in. We take feedback really well. And we really are just trying to make the brand of Miss Volunteer America as always evolving, always staying relevant. So we don't get stuck in ideas. That is amazing, though, because some pageant systems think, you know, we did it this way right. from the get go. We're going to keep doing it that way. And right. I mean, there are big, massive systems out there that we see that, you know, overnight can crumble because they're not doing the things they need to to, right. you know, promote themselves or to evolve along right. with society today. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit more on the Volunteer America side, because as someone that, you know, I've never competed in volunteer, but right. being able to watch it outside looking in. What is something about Volunteer America that truly just sets it apart from any of the other big ones out there? I would say two things. The first one is, for me, I actually was able to continue to have a full-time job um, as Miss Volunteer America. I know. Wow. I know. That is so no, nice. <laughs> it is so nice because they felt like, even though I am this is a full-time job as well. Miss Volunteer America is a job and I am the national representative and right now I am the face. However, I love that the national board recognizes that it's not really a one size fits all kind of deal where 
you know, the next girl in the next month and a half, two months, she is going to completely change what this role looks like. You know, it's natural. It's natural for her to have different strengths. And so they celebrate that. Um, they're not going to require their queen to move to Nashville. So it's, you know, I just happened to move here. So really it doesn't matter. It could be Texas, Alaska, Hawaii. It could be Utah again. It could be whomever. And they'll get to, you know, be Miss Volunteer America in the state that she already lives in. And then um, if she's going to school full-time, part-time, working, whatever her situation is, she is going to allow, or we are going to allow her to tailor her year to fit her. So I think that's what makes our system so unique and so appealing to so many um, women, especially women who are already working in their careers, because we're not requiring people to put their life on hold. And so I think that is something that is so unique for Miss Volunteer America. And then of course, the culture, um, being a new system, I think it's so special that um, because we are so new, we are really paving the way for the next generation of, you know, pageant ladies and pageant women to create something that they feel like is needed. And so when I've traveled around throughout my year, people ask like, oh, what is Miss Volunteer America looking for? What is Miss Hawaii Volunteer looking for, et cetera? And I'm like, you know what? There, is, there isn't a blueprint. You know, we are creating that now. And so we have this culture of creating something that maybe, you know, little Alexa 10 years ago would have needed. And so I think that's also a really special thing about this program is it's so new and we're really creating the culture from the ground up. That is truly amazing, especially being able to tailor your year around, you know, whatever you do, because right. a lot of systems out there, once you become their queen, they feel like, oh, you you have to be ours 24-7. And if you're and not, you. you're, <laughs> yeah, we own you and you breach contract. And I mean, as someone I have, I like to say I have five different jobs. I have a real job. I do a podcast. I work right. for a TV hosting company. I work at a craft bar, as well as I do social media for many different companies. So, you know, when you're trying to go into something like this, um, usually pageants would be like, oh, you're too busy for us. And they kind of just mm -hmm. knock you off the block. But I do appreciate to hear that a system out there really does care about people that, you know, love, I love to be overworked, overstressed. I handle right. pressures so well. <laughs> um, but for those people that are taking, they're getting a doctor or they're doing other things in life that are super stressful, but they are still allowed right. to, you know, hold this title and be able to represent. Of course, there's guidelines. There's things you have to do. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts on those things. But, um, and I want to ask you about that as Miss Volunteer America, like, what is your, you know, what is your requirements? What do you have to do to, you know, uphold the, the standards of being Miss Volunteer America? Again, like, seriously, when we sat down after I won, they talked a lot about like, what do you want your year to look like? And of course, I feel like a lot of their expectations of me were never really said because I all I came in with a very ambitious mindset. Does that make sense? I feel mm -hmm. like those obligations or what exactly the board is asking of you is going to, again, change a little bit per girl. They might need to ask one year a little bit more from a girl if she goes in and she's like, hey, this is all I can give. And they're like, great, maybe we need a little bit more. Um, or maybe some girls are going to be like, whoa, you've got a lot on your plate. Let us help you. <laughs> so again, they really are sensitive to the fact that they want the girl to have a lot of control over what her life is going to look like as Miss Volunteer America. Of course, there are things like traveling around to as many state pageants as possible, speaking engagements, and social media is big. So promoting the organization on social media, those are, I think, givens in most, you know, national organizations. But as far as like, not being able to work, not going to school, putting life on hold, they are really, really great. 
And what's fabulous is, you know, Allison DeMarcus, the owner of Miss Volunteer America and the rest of the national board has really just like gathered around me and supported me, not only in my dreams as Miss Volunteer America, but as Alexa. And what's so awesome is they've helped tailor my year with people they've introduced me to or um, speaking engagements I've gone to, to really help me network in career fields or in pathways that I want to explore after Miss Volunteer America. So I think that's also the best part is they really take into consideration the queen's goals. That's amazing. Just being able to hear that a system, like, I mean, people always say like, oh, they really care about you. They want you to be your number one. And then once they get behind that boardroom door and close it, it's, you know, sometimes different, but it is truly nice to hear that they do care. And they really want you not as just as volunteer, but you as Alexa to progress and, you know, make those networking connections. Cause you never know, you could meet someone at one of your talking events that could be your next boss, or you could be running a company and they're one of your employees. You never know. Right. Um, exactly. And I want to ask you a little bit, you had brought up your talent and I, mm-hmm. I have to say you have a fantastic talent as a dancer <laughs> watching that. There's only been thank two you. people in my entire life that I've ever seen that could dance oh, like no other. And that's Rachel Wyatt and you. It, oh, it just, you. it gives, <laughs> like, I literally just got chills thinking about it because oh. your talent was you said so much without even opening your mouth through the way you dance. Oh. It is just, it's incredible to watch. Thank so if you. anybody hasn't seen your talent, definitely oh. YouTube it, look on her account because Thank it is so, <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, but aside from that, when coming up with your talent routine and your outfit designing and stuff, huh. what did that look like behind the scenes getting ready to go to that national competition? Right. So I actually... There is a little, so as far as my costume design, I had found this leotard online that I liked some of the design and cut. And this sweet woman named Marthan, she's made my costumes for as long as I can remember since I was a little girl. Um, she used to make the costumes for the dance studio I grew up dancing at. So I've known her and I sent a picture to Marthan and I said, can we do something similar to this? Change the color. And so that was kind of that very simple. I love kind of an elegant, timeless, plain look. That's kind of my thing. And then as far as my actual solo, so um, I actually am about, I went to college for ballet. So I am a Bachelor of Fine Arts in ballet performance. So most of the time in pageantry, I always did ballet. So a classical on point tutu ballet. Um, But a few years ago, I, it was my last year competing at Miss Utah America. And I had just decided I didn't want to do ballet that year because I didn't care and I didn't want to do it. And So I just decided I let my mom pick the song. I was so checked out. And so I was like, here, pick the song, whatever. She picked that song. I didn't even really like the song, if I'm being honest, at first. (laughs) I know. I just was like, mom, pick the song, whatever. This was a couple years ago. And the song is all about, like, leaving, like, pain behind and finding peace and, like, going up to the sky and whatever. And I was like, sure, okay, it's fine. Anyways, my grandfather actually ended up passing away about – a week before I performed that solo. And my grandfather actually was blind for about 18 years of my life. So he had never actually seen me dance. And so the first time that he watched me perform was from heaven, if you believe, which is sweet, on yeah. a pageant stage. And the song was so fitting to him. And so from that moment on, I felt such a connection with that piece and that dance. Cause again, the stars aligned for me. And it, that dance kind of became a tribute to my grandfather. And so, when I decided to compete at nationals, you know, there was a little bit of a question of, do I do contemporary or ballet? 
And I, again, it was my last pageant. I wanted to really do another tribute to my family and to my grandfather. So that is why I chose that. That is so, I always like to ask about talent because there's always a reason there's something behind it. Right. Um, and that is just so, that is so heartfelt. Like my eyes were like, I'm like, do not oh. cry on this episode. <laughs> I'm like, don't cry. Um, truth. Yeah. You're going to put me in Thank tears you. over here. I'm like, I've already watched it. So I, need to cry I know. I'm like, now. I usually, I usually get really emotional and talk about it. So I was like, good job. Good job. I didn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> this is the behind the scenes that people don't actually get to see. <laughs> no, nice. but, um, but talking about, okay, so we've talked about that talent. We've talked about, you know, the standards of Miss Volunteer America. Let's talk a little bit about that swimsuit. That was kind of a hot topic. Right. You know, when Volunteer America came to be and bubbled to the top of, hey, this is new. This is fresh. Let's try it out. Right. And they, you know, we're bringing some 1.0 vibes. And I've always been, you know, as much as I've had, you know, personal issues and body image issues with wearing a swimsuit on stage, there's just this essence and this confidence yeah. you from being able to do it once you've done it you're like I don't even care anymore whatever I looked like I did it you know right. I got up there. exactly and so I want to talk a little bit about I know you had a fitness journey of yourself mm -hmm. for your own um let's talk a little bit about that and definitely how you prepared and over the years before coming into the volunteer America system right yeah so I I love a swimsuit competition I'm similar to you I love it I love watching it I love competing in it it's like so empowering and I'm yes. always like if you know you know like if mm -hmm. you've done it, you know, yes. and <laughs> as far as my fitness journey goes. So like I mentioned earlier, I used to be a ballet um, major and I, you know, wanted to be a professional ballet dancer and X, Y, Z with that. I did kind of develop at a young age, a little bit of body dysmorphia. And so I was a little bit, I never had extremely unhealthy habits, but I definitely had issues with knowing what I actually looked like. So when I started preparing for Miss Volunteer America, and even a little bit before then, I just kind of started my fitness journey. I really wanted to go into Miss Volunteer America being 100% healthy with a healthy mindset. So I really kind of dove into, instead of focusing on necessarily what I looked like, but more of what I felt like, I got really into like intuitive eating. So instead of like, because for me, I just, I can't do a restrictive diet because then I over obsess and I some of those emotions of body dysmorphia kind of pop up. And so for me, I really went into Miss Volunteer America where I wanted to win healthy. I wanted to win at an, a maintainable weight and figure because newsflash Miss Volunteer America is really busy and I have gained a little bit of weight, but it doesn't seem drastic because I went into Miss Volunteer America wanting to be healthy. And I did win. Like I didn't win the swimsuit preliminary. By no means did I have a full on six pack. You know, I don't have rippling abs. I'm never going to get that unless I cut out bread and your girl loves some carbs. Yeah, absolutely so, not. Anything white is still right. in the diet. <laughs> right. Like for me, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I have to have a cookie every once in a while or I'm going to go crazy. Yes. And then I'm, and then I'm going to be binge eat when I, when I cheat. And so for me, exactly. I just wanted, right. I just wanted to go in with a mentality of just being not only in fitness, but just in every phase of competition, 100% authentically me and me at an attainable level so that I felt like throughout my year, I was still genuine in the fact of who I was. I didn't have this looming, like, oh, I can't eat any, any sugar or any bread because I'm going to blow as Miss Volunteer America. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't win as perfect. So I'm not going to stress myself out. And exactly. so really it's helped me have a healthy year. And you know, throughout my year, I've had to, you know, check myself and be like, you know, it's okay to be a, a woman. My body fluctuates 
I'm curvy and I'm beautiful and I'm great. And I'm just eat things that make me feel good. So that's kind of my fitness journey. And I think it's worked with Miss Volunteer America. But that is really positive to hear as well as even after the crown, you've already won it. But because I mean, I know personally, I still do the mental check of like, girl, like you better watch yourself. Like you better right. be careful. But at the same time, it's, I don't have to be in a swimsuit tomorrow. Like I'm not right. redoing that whole event again. But at the same time, it's like, right. you know, still, I, I've always been in the, the mentality of, you know, the day I won, I want to look the same at least for the rest of the year. So then I'm, right. I'm noticeable. People know who I am when they see me. Like if I go and cut all my hair off and dye it blonde, everybody's like, who is this random girl this in girl. the same sash? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who is this? Um, so it's just one of those things that people, and I remember, the first person that did it and just completely changed her look was uh, Betty Cantrell when she was Miss America. She and, her hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, uh, my heart dropped when I saw the picture of her. And I really was like, this girl gives zero this year. She gives none. And I, Literally. after that, was like, I was like, I'm going to be careful of everything I do after that. Careful of my hair color. <laughs> but that's just like my own, I guess, uh, personal preference of how I, See, and I deal with that. I agree with you. Like, I totally agree with you because I want to be recognizable. I want to be yes. like, I won like that. I want to give it my crown like that. And I also think that's why with my fitness journey, I went in with the mentality of like, I'm not going to be able to have a full-time job and be Miss Volunteer America and be in 100% diet shape all the time. So yeah. I wanted to go in lean, of course, swimsuit ready, but as yeah. maintainable as possible so that I didn't, I don't want criticism online as much as the next person. I don't want them to be like, oh, wow, Miss volunteer America ballooned, you know, nobody wants that, yeah. but I went in with a healthy mentality where I was going to win authentically Alexa and at a maintainable healthy weight, because we all can maintain healthy. You know, we all yes. can maintain what our bodies look like when we have healthy habits. So I just wanted to go in being so healthy and so like maintainable and as genuine as I could. If that makes sense. That, oh, such a good message. That really makes me happy that oh, one, you're, you're open. I know when we started before we got recording today, you were like, I'm an open book. You ask me anything, like I'm going to give you an answer. And yeah, and no, but I really appreciate that because some people are very careful and they like to, you know, teeter around questions, but you're just like, no, like this is me and take me as I am. And I absolutely love that. I'm a stan. Um, <laughs> but you. speaking about Alexa, let's, you know, let's dive in a little bit more of like who you are and what do you do? What do you do outside of pageantry? I mean, obviously you do have a job in Nashville. So, you know, what brought you to Nashville? What was that job and what are you doing with it? Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, I, accepted a job as a speech language pathologist assistant at Vanderbilt Medical Center. I was working in their preschool for autism there and I loved my job. I genuinely loved my job, but I actually said this to the judges as well. When I was Miss Volunteer American when I was interviewing is I'm 20, I'm 24 or now I'm 25, but I was 24 when I was interviewing. And to be honest, I have no idea what I want to do when I grow up. I had no idea. And I, and I told them that like, quite honestly, I didn't know why I felt so inclined to take that job. I've worked about 10 years with special needs youth. So I was more than qualified to take it. I had a college degree, all the things. Um, but about halfway through my year, I decided I didn't want to do speech anymore. And so I ended up quitting that job at Vanderbilt. And, you know, Miss Volunteer America had just opened so many doors for me where my dreams changed. And I feel like that's okay. I'm only 24, 25. And, you know, because of this experience, my dreams have changed a little bit and they've updated and progressed. And just like Miss Volunteer America, they've evolved. And so for me, I just felt like that job was no longer serving me. So I actually quit my job 
and six months in, <laughs> and I <laughs> now work remote at a sales job in Utah. Ironically, I'm from there. I live in Nashville, but I work in remote sales. It's not my forever job. I, you know, definitely want to be an actress one day. It sounds so funny to say out loud because I've never wanted to admit it. I've never wanted to admit that I want to be an actress, but I've just decided I'm too young and to be asking what if. So I think after my year is over, I'll continue to work that sales job. But um, we have some other job opportunities in the works that's going to maybe get me into the field of acting on like the business side a little bit. I feel like I can't say anything, but you know, we'll see, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I definitely want to pursue my dreams because I don't want to ask what if the rest of my life, if I wouldn't have been Miss Volunteer America, then look at all these opportunities that would have passed me by. And so I definitely, I definitely going to get going to give it a go because I'm only 25. And if I never become an actress, then I guarantee you the process of trying to become an actress is going to lead me to one path and then to the next, to the next. And so yeah, I quit my job. And so now I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just chasing my dreams. I'm just chasing no, my but, dreams. But really in life, when part of your life of being, you know, Miss Volunteer America is already evolving and changing and just opening so many doors. And then you have another part of your life that's just stagnant, not really making you happy. You really have to do what makes you happy. And so I can right. tell just from like, you got excited. You're like, even though it's not my dream job, but I know what I want to do. And I could totally see you being on a Hallmark movie. <laughs> like you're going to be the, you know, the, the lawyer from New York that came to the small town and then she meets her oh, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I love it that but I truly I can easily see that I mean I just like you would be such you. a natural going into acting as well it's like you seeing like you Thank can you know you. if you got to change personality you're like oh I could be this person I could be this person but right. at the same time I feel like pageantry really teaches us I was talking to oh gosh I've I've interviewed so many people this week um who did I interview yesterday lord have mercy it already switched my head I was interviewing someone yesterday I've, I've really have interviews about it, Right up three on this call, you're in a yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can tell you. I was interviewing Alex Weaver, who is the NASCAR um, host and reporter. She's the main one for NASCAR. Oh, Sorry that I was looking at my list yeah. of people that's pictures above you. Um, So I was interviewing Alex, and she was talking about the persona of being able to turn on. When the camera comes on, you know, you right. are excited and happy. And she's like, even though I am a person that is excited and I am happy about things, sometimes you got to just fall back into the shell, you know, you just let, let yourself relax a little bit. But I feel like even from pageantry, you're taught, you know, when you're in that interview, you're on, you are the you're most on. open, honest person you can be with yourself and with others around you, because you've got to show them who you are, wear your heart on your sleeve, right. or they're not going to want to pick you. They don't know who you are. Exactly. If you walk in and just say, you know, I'm from this small town and that's me. They're going to say, who was that girl? And where is she going? Maybe back to that small town. Like, they're not right. going to know who you were. Uh, right. But I do think through pageantry, it definitely will. It, it's probably prepared you for that, especially just going in and, you know, through dance right. and being able to, you know, physically act out, you know, what you're trying to portray to others and for them to kind of get that through your movement. is definitely another good thing that I think growing up that truly is going to help enhance all of that going into the acting career. Definitely. And when I, in college, I actually kind of became a theater kid. <laughs> so like, I, I, <laughs> I know, I know. So there is a professional theater in Utah. It's called the Hale Center Theater, but I was in one of their shows. And um, if any of your listeners, or if you know, it's called Strictly Ballroom. It was a musical on West End in London. Anyways, we had the U.S. premiere in, in Utah and I was the mean girl. Think Sharpay Evans, but with red hair oh, and Australian <laughs> So that was me. Ooh. I love playing a villain. I know that sounds crazy, but like 
Mean Girls remake, cast me as Regina George, please. Like, <laughs> I'll beg you. But, like, so I definitely, like, fear helped. But to your point, pageantry has given me so much. Like, one, financial freedom. You know, because of Miss Volunteer America, I am debt-free. And uh, and then, two, uh, you know, just exactly what you said. Being able to put yourself out there unapologetically. Being able to turn it on. Being comfortable in front of cameras. Being comfortable in one, a bathing suit walking on stage versus a gown. It, it's really taught. I feel like pageants at the end of the day teach so much versatility and so much confidence in who you are because you are putting yourself in front of a panel of judges to be judged. And that is hard. And it can be scary, but it teaches you a lot of like self-love and confidence. And even though you are being judged, it almost helps you take the value away from the judging panel. Because odds are, yeah. if you attend pageants, you maybe win two you know, big ones, three big ones, you know, and, and it's really, so it teaches you to take that value away from a panel of five and be like, Hey, I didn't win that one, but I'm really great. And what did this teach me? And so really, I think pageantry, just like you said, has set me up for success. And so I kind of just feel confident to just not know what I'm doing. I'm only 25. So exactly. <laughs> That's the big thing is like, even when Arbity who's Miss USA is like, Oh, like I'm 28. I'm the oldest. And I'm like, She's only 28. Like, and when you say you're, I'm only 25, I'm like, you're only 25. You're right. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Thinking, you know, all these big jobs that we're all taking on at this age. And you're like, oh my gosh, I, I still feel like a kid. I'm adult. Treat me like an adult, I but I still feel like I a would, kid. I always tell people I'm not a real adult, but like yeah. my mom, my mom still, I mean, I live with a, a girl named Kate, my wonderful friend, my roommate. She's the one that has all the furniture. I just moved in and my mom does most of my clothing shopping still. So I'm not a real adult. I'm just an adult that can legally make decisions. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, one more question before we get to the actual final question. Um, I want to ask you, you know, from Volunteer America, obviously there's some sort of, you know, a prize package with it. What from this prize package from from Miss Volunteer America has really just been amazing. I know you said you're debt-free, but other than being debt-free, what else do they give you in this prize package? So, I mean, oh man, the list goes on and on. Um, one of my favorites is free Botox. Not going to lie, guys. I'm a Botox Oh, yes. <laughs> I love Botox. <laughs> so Botox, but also the wardrobe. Like, I'm going to say number one, um, you know, Paige Dennis of Joanne's of Union City in Tennessee they, um, after my year, so in the next two months, I'm going to go pick up out $10,000 worth of clothes that I can wear after my year. If I know if that's for judging, if that's for, I know events speaking opportunities, because again, they know that a national title holder often gets booked for emceeing judging and, and they want to give the, again, a base level for success. And then also just, I mean, Keith Pittman with lasting impressions as well as Paige, they will rent dresses out for me for every event. If I need a cocktail dress, a gown, I'll just message them. They'll send it to my house. And so really, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so many people scattered around the United States. Um, I think that's also the best part that Miss Volunteer America, even though we're based in Tennessee, doesn't really have a home, is we have sponsors all over. I mean, I've had so many sponsors in Utah since that's my home state. Um, every time I go and visit, help me out. Um, we have sponsors in Texas all over. And so really the wardrobe, and like lashes and again, Botox, there is a lot with our price package that makes the year possible. And I, I'm a, I, again, be natural. I'm a natural queen as well, but Botox is my thing. Oh, extensions. The, this mm. was a personal, this was a personal find, but so it's not a Miss Volunteer America, but they do have a hair sponsor here in Tennessee that, you know, colors your hair, cuts your hair. We'll do tape and extensions. So 
really they have they have the queen really set that is incredible i mean you said botox and i was like "Mm, okay but also yeah i'm like that not a bad idea but when you said ten thousand dollars if nobody's watching this and they're just listening my jaw literally dropped um that is incredible like and even after your reign you're still reaping from these rewards that you worked really hard to get and that's the thing is people are like oh you get a great prize package congrats but you're like no, I worked really hard for this entire really prize package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, so it's kind of good that like after the year I'll get that. And so I'm really excited because yeah. I think in the next like month or month and a half, I'll go down to Union City and pick out some stuff. So I'm excited. Oh, that's going to be such a sweet moment, but also very sad because you're like, okay, well, this very. is an end era for me. And now you have to have a new Taylor Swift era to go off on. <laughs> I know. I'm like, ugh. Which new era? Alexa tried to be an actress era. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. But um, we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? You know, throughout this podcast, I I feel like I've mentioned a few things. I know like being debt-free, giving me um, confidence, X, Y, Z. But I think if I had to pick one, pageantry has definitely instilled in me, or reinstilled, I should say, the what I like to call the dreamer mentality. So, you know, when we were all little kids, we all, when you ask, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It, most little kids say things just off the wall. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an actress. I want to be an ER doctor. I want to be, um, you know, an Olympic athlete, et cetera. And we, in my opinion, we're all born dreamers. And as we grow up, you know, if it's through trauma or through just friends or through things like that, we feel this need to become realistic, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I love that pageantry for me has blessed me with the outlook that anything is possible and has reinstilled this dreamer mentality. And like I was talking about being an actress, like if a small town girl from Mapleton, Utah, who is, you know, a first generation college graduate and my grandparents are from Norway and my dad's a first generation American citizen. Like if I can be Miss Volunteer America, like so can you and like imagine all the things we all could do. And so for me, it's kind of reinstilled this idea that I am capable of greatness and why shouldn't I deserve greatness? And so it's kind of reinstilled this idea that we can do things and we can do hard things. And so honestly, that's the number one throughout my pageant experience and especially throughout this year that I'm grateful for that it's turned me back into a dreamer. Wow. I have never gotten an answer like that, but that truly like in my brain, I'm like, yes, like, yes, this is all a yes. (laughs) No, but, but truly Alexa, you, you definitely hit something there with, you know, growing up, we always have those pressures around us or we do have those traumatic situations that happen where we have to become realistic or, you know, we think mentally we need to come realistic, but really at the end of the day, it's like, you know, who am I living for? Am I living for myself? Right. Or am I living for those around me? And you definitely have already cracked that code of like, you're like, ah, you know what? There's always tomorrow. I will figure something out. Right. You know, I'm still Miss Volunteer America. It's okay. <laughs> I'm still Miss Volunteer America. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. But, you know, 
this has been an amazing episode. Definitely a fangirl moment for me. Just watching oh, you win. Has, it's just been such an amazing year because I've, you know, I've been following you on social media and seeing what you've done. As soon as you won, I mean, I was deep diving. I knew what USA pageant or whatever you were in. I knew what you were doing um, because at that point, everybody was like, who is this girl? And so now it's nice to know that I've met you. I can say, oh my gosh, she's the nicest Aww. person. Like she's so sweet and you're, you're so, so ambitious. Sweet. But I, I really do appreciate you jumping on here and thank you to the Miss Volunteer America entire organization for allowing you to do this as well as you know it's been great and you know i hope people today got something out of this episode Mm -hmm. because i know i surely did but again alexa yeah thank you thank you so much but you know guys you never know what happens in the future so i guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of the crowning moment bye guys